We've talked so often about having some sort of intro music or sound effect uh, to warm us in and, and send us off when we start a podcast, Jonathan. And we've just spent, maybe you can hear the exasperation. We thought, we'll do it for season three. And we've just spent the better part of two hours trying to get yeah. You'd think this thing sort of should be easy, right? We we know this world, like we're technologists and it's, there's a few things that's frustrating for me is just trying and trying and getting close, but then, oh, there's a monitor issue or this or that, but yeah. hey, I learned a lot. Right. Right. Anyway. So I thought it'd be fun to talk about WordCamp because yeah. I have been messing around a whole heap with virtual events lately. And uh, it's been really interesting to see the way that WordPress and even the wider tech community has responded to, you know, COVID and staying at home and not being able to go to events. How's, how have you found it? Have you gone to anything interesting digitally? Yes. Um, and I've also hosted quite a bit digitally. I was up on the meetup, uh, well, the WordCamp page earlier today, and it was kind of depressing to see all the cancellations. Just like cancel notice, cancel notice, cancel notice. Um, I've, yeah, but I, I've experienced quite a bit recently of virtual events done poorly and done well. Do you remember, I think it was at the start of season two or at the end of season one, we were so excited to meet up at WordCamp Europe and that's where we started. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, it'll be on for sure. That was WordCamp Asia. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, man. And so I, I, I've missed out on quite a number of, of international travel, you know, because of all of this. And, and most recently, a conference that I was supposed to speak at, Prow, it was it moved to an online event. It's in Romania. Yeah. And so that's exciting. And, and you know, for that, I am I'm doing it in virtual reality, not in the sense of um, the entire conference is in VR with participants in there and things like that. But I have found a way in VR to represent myself as an avatar and have that piped as my webcam output. So ah. I'm going to be presenting as a digital avatar. Nice. And then they'll just be able to watch as if it was like a live stream. Exactly. Nice. That way I can you know, draw things in 3D space with markers and I can show, you know, easily my screen like on a PowerPoint and have everything set up just the way I'd want. I'm curious. I've had a little bit of experience with like, we did that uh, 3D chat for the, the, it was the Melbourne meetup a couple months ago, right? Brisbane. Brisbane. Thank you. So uh, Australian cities. Yeah. <laughs> or Brisbane, Melbourne. Yeah. Brisbane. Uh, the, one of the challenges I had was that I, like, uh, I couldn't have any notes or anything. It was all had to be off of memory. How, oh, that's good are, you, how are you going to deal with that? I don't use notes typically when I speak anyway, so I'm, I'm, it shouldn't affect me. But with the setup that I've got going, actually, it would be easier with notes because I could also put a, another virtual screen in front of me with the notes next to where the camera is. That's how you do that. Gotcha. But but that but then that would and that. I guess you'd you've separated the output from it, so you'd have an output. And yeah, there's there's literally in in that VR space that that I'm going to use. There's literally a camera, 
and I position the camera where I want it. Nice. Awesome. Looking forward to hearing how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually like you, you mentioned that there was that we used Mozilla hubs to host a meetup event together and uh, that went really well. And, and there was another follow one from that recently also in hubs. WordCamp Austin. Did you make it to WordCamp Austin? I did not. I've not been to any WordCamps recently. Well, that was entirely hosted in Mozilla Hubs. Hubs is a, how would you describe it? Virtual meeting space. I liked how, uh, um, I'm completely forgetting the gentleman's name who helped us pull it off. What was his name? Anthony. He described it as like 3D chat. Yeah. I I liked I like thinking of it like okay it's like it's not like virtual reality because it's kind of intimidating to people but it's like a 3D chat space where you can go and like hang out and have that sense of presence with folks it made sense I'm not sure it like quite nails it but it was closer well I think that when you say VR people think oh I don't have VR I can't join but Mozilla Hubs is a great option because you can join on a desktop in fact most VR meetups or virtual meetups that I attend. I'm the only virtual reality attendee. Everybody else is just on their computer, their laptop, even sometimes on their phone. It, it works on your phone as well. So We're almost think- at the end. Go ahead. We're almost at the end of what? This year, and it doesn't look like the way that we do events is going to, like we're not quote unquote going back to the way things were anytime soon. Uh, they're just seeing more cancellations. I think there's a lot of opportunity here. It, it's interesting. It's got to be frustrating. Like as I, as I talk to folks who are used to doing things a traditional way, it's like, well, you just can't do that. I was talking to the folks at um, who run or part of like the meetup.com team earlier today about kind of what we do next and where things go from here. And that's been like, they recognize there's a lot of opportunity. It's also... Uh, yeah, it's a lot that's also changing. There's some that just don't work. Others are suddenly finding the opportunity where it wasn't before. I've certainly seen that with the WooCommerce meetups where folks love the lower barrier of entry, being able to just jump in and experience something, even if they're already local. Right. It's different though. Do you still different. attend or host any Zoom meetups that were really popular at the start? Uh, yeah, I use Zoom for like the, I have a weekly WooCommerce meetup. I haven't, mm-hmm. it'll be happening tomorrow and that's held via Zoom and it works nicely. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have to say though that that what you're expressing is, it seems to be unique to, uh, well, you know, America and, and Europe because here in Australia and New Zealand, we're pretty much back to normal except for maybe Victoria, one of our states, but uh, there there is an active meetup where we're meeting in person here on the Sunshine Coast and... Uh, that's that's fine, you know. Restaurants and everything, everything is open for business, so it's not it's not quite as as big a deal. And, and so I I haven't attended a Zoom meetup in quite a while. I had someone at my local meetup make the point of like he's someone who's local and he's like uh, I actually don't want to go back to in person. Huh. Wow, that's which I thought was interesting. And I've had a few more chats with folks because. They're like, yeah, uh, and a few other locals. You know, so the ones who are, because what's happened is by being, it's a, one of my local meetups. We've will allow guests from all over. So about fifty percent of folks are not local. And at first, I was like, all right, this is kind of strange, but I I love it. 
Like, I think there's, there's so much value in sort of getting different perspectives. I thought there would be some tension where the locals are like, all right, we're ready to go back to in person. But they're telling me like, no, we actually prefer the convenience of being able to do this. I serve on the board of my local school. We now have a permanent like zoom window with a camera inside and a couple board members now attend remotely. Oh, that's interesting. Um, that's crazy. I love that idea. I think we'll see more of that. I, I, I'm a part of my local Toastmasters club and uh, where, you know, we get up and practice speeches and it's been completely local. We now have an international member of our local club and we recently had to make that decision. Do what do we, what does this look like when we're back to meeting again, which would probably be early next year. And we made the decision that, well, we're going to continue to have like, we're not going to now exclude our international member, (laughs) So it's going to be a combination of in-person and and virtual. The distinction between local and international is becoming super blurry. I love that. It is. Let me switch track here. Last five minutes or so of the of the podcast. We're still going to do the fifteen minute thing, right? Yes. Oh, good. I like that. Um, me too. WordPress five point six okay. beta one just dropped. What are you looking forward to the most with this release? I don't know what's in 5.6. Uh, no idea. I'm going to go Google it now. Do you know what? Are you looking forward to it? Probably the, the new theme. Yeah. But I I was really struck by this, this trend of things dropping out of the release. Of oh, We'd planned to add this in 5.6. We've planned to add that. We plan to do full site editing, but that's getting pushed back. We plan to do, you know, um, whatever, all these different ideas that, that are planned for WordPress. But what inevitably happens time and time and time again is, oh, we we haven't tested it thoroughly enough or it, it doesn't quite work well enough to be released. Are we getting into an age with WordPress where it is so widely used and so widely distributed? Are we big and ugly and old enough now that we can't really afford to really innovate anymore. <laughs> well, as I said, part of the uh, part of my not knowing is also reflective of my current attitude about it. I, I look forward to each of the releases. My expectation of there being anything big is like non-existent, which I don't think is necessarily bad. I don't think it's bad. Uh, WordPress is something that like, it's it's a big deal. We count on it for a lot of th- ways. I, I don't want big dramatic changes happening in WordPress. Mm. It can be so. I'm looking at the release scope and like the public beta full site editing in it. I'm looking forward to that. Like that's something that if it's if it's a year from now and we don't have a really good site editing experience, then all right, that's disappointing. But if it takes another couple of releases, as long as we keep up the cadence, like I maybe there's a future state where the concept of feature plugins uh, become like more of a first class citizen where there's more room to innovate and try things and really push. That's not part of the main release. Maybe, maybe we get big enough where that can happen because for me, like I I don't want us experimenting with and doing radical things with the main, main, uh, main branch, if you will. 
I mean, what what was slated for this? We were supposed to get block directory uh, and block based widgets. You know, those sorts of things. They're not giant, huge innovations. Block based widgets is something that we've been talking about since Gutenberg launched. You know, it. On the one hand, you know, I, I totally appreciate all of the effort that's going in to build it and making sure it's released well, making sure it's done right. Because just like with the release of Gutenberg, people are going to complain if it breaks their sites. And, you know, and we have a lot of responsibility there and we don't want to just launch stuff that's going to break. But also we do want to launch stuff, you know, we don't want to just sort of sit on our hands and, and sort of makes tiny, tiny iterative changes so it's it's a sort of a that's why I'm saying it. like it's a catch twenty two like on the one hand like maybe maybe we are too big uh, is WordPress too influential? One question we can ask ourselves though is who's the audience? Because one thing we could run into like for the ma- vast majority of users, I'd say that they're not looking for big radical changes, right? And it's not that you're saying that, but sometimes we who are close to it, we can feel impatient or bored or like where, okay, where's that next thing? But WordPress isn't for us who are more in the know, right? And like, and pushing and wanting to push the edges. WordPress is for the vast majority, the thirty plus percent of the web, and they're they're not following kind of what's happening, right? So better to move real slow. I think so, and and maybe we look for ways to push in different directions and figure out better ways to do that, where we can move faster and experiment with things. For me, a good example of like is what we're trying to do now with the WooCommerce release, and we bumped up the cadence to we're up to like six, seven releases so far this year, and there's a lot of more opportunity to experiment. It's a lot smaller stakes than WordPress as a whole, and like there's more opportunity for that. But the main thing, I I feel like it's I mean, I'm looking, we have PHP 8 support coming. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, should should WordPress maybe have, you know, other software projects have technology previews and nightly builds and bleeding edges, that sort of thing. Do you think what there should be a build of WordPress or a version of WordPress, which maybe comes with Gutenberg rolled in and some of the newest features get worked on there and, Hopefully, you know, it gets a good amount of people using it and, you know, those people are testers. What do you think? We not have that now. Like that's, isn't. I mean, we release betas. Yeah. yeah. But no, I mean like a constant build of WordPress that's just got the latest and greatest as it happens, maybe. That could be interesting. Um, I feel like we have, I mean, I guess there's a feed, but. Yeah, I guess that doesn't exist currently. 